Welcome back to Improv on Tape, episode 104. This is exciting. I'm pumped to have you guys back here to hear the continuation of our take and our retelling of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. You know how it works, but I got to go through it because that's what I do. I'm the narrator. I set the stage. I push the story forward just enough so our improv actors take it from there and take the story in a place that's unexpected. They dazzle us and they wow us and they keep us on our feet, on the edge of our seat. Think of me as a kind of referee or a game master, keeping things on track. We try to stay close to the original plot, but only just enough so it kind of resembles the original story. It's really just something totally different. For better or for worse, we're doing it. And uh, that's kind of the fun of it. The only rule we have for our show is that all our actors have to use their authentic British accents. We're bringing that to this, but it's our version with gravitas. Sit back, relax, and enjoy Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Previously on Improv on Tape. So what happened was um, there were a bunch of wizards and they went to to the house, the large house for wizards, where they go to school. And uh, there was a a teacher there that was like, hey, everybody put on this hat. And then everybody did and they got sorted out and everybody got into their little their little houses of personalities. Some people maybe got points, other people didn't. Um, people learned how to fly brooms. That's they zoomed around, and then Draco was like, I have a big dick, and it'll always be bigger than yours, Potter, even though it was really only six inches, which is pretty honestly kind of short for a wand. Um, but uh, everybody else's was like, seven inches springy. But I mean, uh, Draco's, you know, bragging about being huge. And then, um, yeah. Oh, and Rubius Hagrid found love. That's his name? (laughs) That's not his name, is it? I mean, he found love. Rubius Hagrid? Yeah, but also. Yes, of course that's his name. What do you mean? He found love? (laughs) I think, maybe. Chapter 10. The next morning, Harry and Ron discuss what the dog could be guarding. Oh. Oh, we're talking the Cerberus guard. Right, Ron? You were talking about the Cerberus dog to me? Uh, I'm having trouble understanding the word you're saying. Cerberus dog? Cerberus. Cerberus? Yeah, the three-headed dog. Is that Ron three-headed? From? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's standing on Cerberus. top of Cerberus. How do you say it? I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> what is Cerberus? is the name of the dog. Cerberus. Go to school, Ron. I learned this in my attic alone with no one around. I know who Cerberus is. Cerberus. Like a- Do you want me to spell it for you? C-E-R. Burris. E. Cerberus. <laughs> That's fine, it's fine. All right. B E R U S. Yeah, Cerebus. 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 Car company or something. Okay, so yeah, he was standing, uh, he was standing on like a door of sorts, like a, a trap door, right? You saw that? Yes. Right, so that's, I bet under there are the secrets of the Hogwarts? school. Well, yeah. The secrets probably. of the school. 
Yeah. What could those secrets be? Uh, the recipes for dinner. Um, probably, <laughs> you know, just different spells and things. All, all that kind of stuff, I'm sure. Mm. You seem to know everything about everything, so why don't you tell me? I Cerberus. don't know anything about anything, but I do know who Cerberus is. But I'm pretty sure they're not recipes or spells. That How do seems you know like who Cerberus is? Is this a Greek god? Out of nowhere, Harry receives a first-class broomstick in the mail, along with a note from Professor McGonagall. Ah! Uh, it reads, I can almost hear her voice. It sounds... Never mind. <laughs> I guess I'll can just you? read it. It says, Dear Harry. <laughs> Dear Harry. This is for you. Jansy just leaves you happy. This is for you. It's a first class uh, broom. I hope you enjoy being part of the team. Uh, love, love, Miss McGonagall. Love, Miss McGonagall? P.S. That love, Miss McGonagall, I, I didn't mean. Just ignore that uh, last part. I was tired. Malfoy and Harry argue about first-year students having broomsticks. I just don't get it, Potter. How did you get such a smooth, long broom before I did? Uh, maybe because I'm not always talking about my smooth, long brooms or wands or anything. I just kind of living my life. People enjoy what I bring to the table as I walk around dealing with people. Maybe they just don't want you around. I mean, it's even got... Footholds. Can oh. I, can I hold it? Can no. I hold your broom, Harry. No, you can't. Fine. Get your own broom. We'll continue to be enemies then. Hey, you want to have a broom measuring contest? Here's mine. Where's yours? Draco reports Harry to Professor Flitwick, but Flitwick just expresses admiration for Harry's talent. Do you see? He's he's waving his. Big, big, thick broom in my face. Oh, yes, but look how long and large it is. Oh, God, he's right. Thank you, Mr. Who are you? <laughs> Flitwick. Flitwick. It's okay. Professor Flitwick. What do you yes. teach? One of those things, I think, uh, vegetables and plants and uh, something like that, maybe? Yes. Right. You're the vegetable teacher. I think so. Okay. Well... Thank you. Um, nice try, Draco, and goodbye, everyone. Harry later meets with Oliver Wood to learn the basics of Quidditch. Harry okay, Ray. Oliver. So, yeah. Hi. Yeah. I, so I got my my broom. Yeah, no, that's a great start, man. That's super good. Yeah, Was you that you? Did you tell McGonagall to get this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I totally did. You know, I'm just looking out for you, man. I just want you to, you know, be, be first on the team. Did she write her, her little thing at the end for you? <laughs> yeah, she said love you, love, love, love McGonagall. You love like, McGonagall. not even yeah, love well, you, she just said love McGonagall. And then she said, P.S., I was tired. Oh, yeah, that's my, <laughs> yeah, that's my code. It's, I'm, I'm tired most of the time, so that's, anyway, oh. so, yeah. Wait, so wait, 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 what, yeah. Are you and McGonagall, dot, dot, dot? Oh, oh, uh, <laughs> from time to time, just on the, whenever we can, um, how we, uh, let me ask you something qu yeah. quickly. Yeah, quick. I'm trying to get a sense of the school here. Sure, there's a how lot to take in. How inappropriate is it for teachers to be with students? Because honestly, I cannot tell. I literally no, cannot I tell if that's like normal here or if that is quite inappropriate. 
and it's yeah. just like a me thing or just a you thing. I, no, me too. Yeah, I don't get it either. Um, great choice okay. of words. I think it's, uh, you know, I would say it's not unusual here for students and teachers to be uh, to be close, you know, just to be happy. And uh, it's all about magic and there's no age. It's just how you magically feel inside. Um, so, you know. For the Quidditch stuff, yeah. Back to that. Right, yeah, that doesn't seem ripe for problems. Let's keep going. Cool, push ahead. Yeah. On Halloween, Flitwick begins teaching his students how to make things fly. I'm going to teach you how to make things fly, like pumpkins and other gourds and summer and, uh, you know, fall squashes. So when you said that you were like the the vegetable guy, sorry, this is Ron, uh, and I was just, I was hearing that, and I thought, (laughs) but you meant like you just teach us how to make vegetables float up in the air and stuff. Well, uh, also uh, how to how to pick them, and um, you could make a nice soup, or, uh, you know, you could do all sorts of things with vegetables. Question, Professor. Yes? If we cast these flying spells on the vegetables, does yes. that mean the soup will fly as well, or do we have to cast it after we've cut them up? Well, you have to make the soup first, and then you make the soup fly. Well, I'm not going to be making any food. I have people for that. So why are you asking the question? For the people who are going to make my soup, Potter! They know what they're doing. I don't know anything about flying vegetables. I'm assuming if they're making the food and somehow you need flying soup, they know it. Well, that's why I had the question, Potter. No, that doesn't answer. my head off. So so go ahead and reach in this burlap sack and pull out a squash or whatever you... I've played this game before. (laughs) Hermione does great, and Ron makes a nasty comment that Hermione overhears. Uh, look at my eggplant. It's simply floating. Everyone wonderful. look. Look at my squashy eggplant. Wonderful. Yeah, look at her squashy eggplant on the on the bum side. That uh, that probably floats around as she walks because it, it farts and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Ron, are you okay? No, I don't know. Uh, I, are you okay? Uh, I'm just, I'm ups, I'm just what? jealous a bit. Oh, I sorry. have Why? never heard anything so salaciously said in all my life here at Hogwarts. Yeah. Professor, I, to be fair, I didn't know how loud I spoke it. And Do I you think even... I have an eggplant bum? Is that what you got from that? Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I... No, of course not, Hermione. Do you I don't want think... to see my bum? Do you want to, me to prove Ew. that it's not an eggplant? No, Hermione. What? Hermione, Gross. please. What do you want see? from me? No. You don't want to that see That night, Harry and Ron arrive at the Halloween feast to hear Professor Quirrell, the teacher of Defense Against the Dark Arts, give a terrifying announcement. Hello, everyone. <laughs> I, my name is Professor Quirrell, and it's, it's, um, I'm just sort of having a, a sort of a hard day. Today, okay. I just hope, yeah, just hear me out, okay. Was I, this meeting called for you to tell us about how hard your day was? Yeah, I'm just looking for a little bit of emotional support from the rest of you. Quirrell also tells the students about the 12 foot troll in the building. Did I fail to mention? <laughs> <laughs> there is, if I had to give a guess a bit about it, a 12 foot troll. In the dungeon, and I don't know if he's supposed what? supposed to be there what? or not. If one of you could go check, that would be great. Because no, why don't you? Che- you're the teacher of defense against the Harry, dark arts. Harry, you're not supposed know, to talk but, like that. To well, I'm sorry. I'm just. I, well, wait. 
I'm but trying I'm, to get a, a read on how to deal with the professor-student relationship here, right. and it's all and, got me all out of sorts. I'm sorry, right? Professor and Gordon. I and I hear you, and I hear you, Harry. But I'm a little hypoglycemic right now, and <laughs> I, I just I don't know if I could make it all the way down to the dungeon. As the prefects lead the students back to their dorms, Harry and Ron realize that Hermione does not know about the troll. They head off to warn her, but run into the troll themselves. Oh, shit! Oh, what the shit? Oh, shit! That, oh, my. How did that happen? We made a turn. one wrong turn. It was so close. Sudden, we're in the basement. I can't believe how, how close we were to the basement all along. I thought, clearly, just turn right around. Hermione must have been in class right behind us, just not paying attention. I don't even understand why she wasn't there. All right, quick, run. Here, yeah, right. Right. Hey, Harry, yeah. All right, oh. so keep it quiet. Trolls did, can't hear. <laughs> did Unwittingly, they lock it in the girls' bathroom, only to realize that Hermione is trapped in there with the troll. Oh, oh shit! Got it. Wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> we can't do anything right. What did we do wrong? What did, no, Sorry. we got it. He's all locked up in there. Hello? Hermione! Hello? Oh, my God. Is that Hermione's voice? I can voice? hear you. Hermione, don't <laughs> worry. Hello? We'll, we'll figure something out. Hermione, this is that... the troll. Hello? Oh. Oh, you have such a similar sound <laughs> to our friend. Really? Do you really think so? Uh, yes. That's, yes. No, that's nobody said anything that nice to me, like, ever. <laughs> Hello? Do you want to see? I can't get through. Uh, am I any quiet? We're, we're helping the troll. Ron, Harry and Hermione use teamwork against the troll. Troll. Hey, listen, use the vegetable spell. Use oh, the vegetable oh, spell. Oh, you're to right. Okay, Ron, you get her left her left calf and I'll get yeah. her right calf. All right, we'll say it together on three, the spell. Okay. Ready? Are yes. we playing a game? One, One two, <laughs> two, three. three. Vegetable lift Are we having ratatouille? <laughs> that doesn't work. So they all s- decide to knock the troll out. All right, I have a better idea. Uh, Harry, do the vegetable thing on my body. Fly me at the head of this troll, right, and I'll, yes. I'm going to put my fist out, just Good knock plan. him straight down. Good plan. All right. All right. Uh, uh, vegetable vegetable Ron manages to knock the troll unconscious, just as Professor McGonagall finds them and scolds them. Aha! Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Nailed what it. are you doing in here? Uh, we, we were just saving. What are three underage, very little, tiny people doing in the girls' bathroom? Uh, well, that does look incriminating. Hermione interjects, making up a lie to cover for them. Oh, Professor, I got my moon times. See, and they had to come and bring me supplies. So, I'm sorry, Professor, but it was my fault. Hermione Granger, I expected you to have more of a hold on your moon times. As a witch and the brightest one of your age at that, I'm disappointed. But, you know, these things happen. And thank you, Potter. Yeah, oh, yes. We see for uh, looking out for your female and, and her moon and her moon. Her moon. It is at this point that Hermione becomes Ron and Harry's true friend. 
Okay. I guess so. I don't know if you guys felt that in your stomachs. I didn't but quite <laughs> feel it in my stomach, but not but... in your stomach, huh? Where do you feel it? Uh, no, no. I get it. Yeah, Hermione, you too, huh? In your moonies. Uh, <laughs> I think we're all besties no, now. No, Ronald. Yeah. No. So it really, it really happened. Something then. changed. I don't know. I feel oh. different about all both of you. I did feel a feeling, so sudden and new. Chapter 11. The Quidditch season begins, and Harry is about to play in his first match against Slytherin. To prepare, Harry borrows a book entitled Quidditch Through the Ages from Hermione and reads some of its excerpts. (laughs) Chapter 9. The rules of Quidditch. <sighs> Think we'd get that before chapter nine. Okay. <laughs> the rules of Quidditch. One, keep your head about you. Two, always put your eyes on the prize. Three, when you feel like giving up, continue. It's a long game. Four, what? I, I'm sorry. Where are the real rules about the game of Quidditch? Chapter 10, uh, the real rules of Quidditch. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Okay, Uh, chapter one, uh, there are bludgeons and there are balls. There are golden snitches and there are the ones who follow. If you are the one who follows, which is probably not going to be me, if you are the one who follows, uh, don't pay attention to the whole rest of the game. Just grab this little ball. And if you do, Your team wins! That's crazy! That night, Professor Snape discovers Ron, Harry, and Hermione out with the book. Uh, So anyway, Uh, what I was saying is, uh, if I do this one thing, the entire Um, team wins. um, So what is the team doing while I'm doing the... (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) What what are you doing? Who Um, is that? Oh my god, where is that coming from? Where are you? Where are you? I can't see you. Who is this? Sorry, my black hair was covering my face. Hold on. Oh, oh, oh hey. Professor. Snape. Yes. Hello. Hello. I couldn't see you. See, it was dark. Very yes. lurky. What are you doing here? Uh, we're we just were going over the yeah, was rules. Teaching of us more about Quidditch. I'm about so to play very... my first game. Oh, oh, Potter, we haven't met yet. You look so much, very much like your father. And do yet... do I? Um. And yet, you have your mother's thighs. <laughs> well, I, I uh, thank you. Harry points out to Ron and Hermione that Snape has a limp. Have you noticed how one leg is just barely shorter than the other? Maybe oh, one leg is wooden. Yeah. Oh, like all right. Boy. Well, or it's just shorter than okay. Uh, or, or it's short. Hey, is Snape? No, don't ask him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. just tell him. We just ask. What? No, don't, don't, don't ask. Oh, no. No, never mind. Walk oh. away. Never mind. Oh, I thought you oh, wanted to say. No, no. I oh, okay. maybe I'm... we could just ask Make him. something else up. I have, I have oh, I wanted to talk to you about your haircut. Oh, yes. Uh, prenatal vitamins. <laughs> oh, <laughs> They all leave, but later that evening, Harry overhears Snape talking to August Filch about the three-headed dog. So what you're saying is what, Snape? That my three-headed dog is a little too much. 
<laughs> you know what's too much? These kids nowadays, with all their newfangled jargon, their yes. new spells, you know, Ooh, uh -huh. the lady in whites, you know. I'm not sure. I, I've seen them running the, the uh -huh. platform nine and three quarters on a girl the other day. Oh. Yeah. One of them disappeared you're, right into her backside. Wow, I definitely hope they don't see me. You're, so, you're, yes. what's weird about the dog? Or... Well, it bit me. Oh. What? Well, I, I was uh, hoping it wouldn't. Well, you know we're not supposed to go near the dog. Did you think oh. it was going to be friendly? No, it's I didn't. I didn't to, it's guarding didn't. a terrible secret. There's someone here. What? These kids are perverts. <laughs> the next morning, the Quidditch match begins. Harry plays the position of seeker, which means he must capture a little object called the Golden Snitch. We he know. spots it and flies toward it, <laughs> detailing every move he makes. Left, right, forward with as much gusto as I can manage. Stop. Left, right, right. Oh, I lost sight. I lost sight. Okay, now if I just sit very... A Slytherin seeker pushes him out of the way and is penalized. Harry comments more. Dick? All right, if I just catch my, catch, I think it's so small, there's a whole stadium. How am I supposed to do this? Later in the game, Harry's broom is uncontrollable. Hagrid explains to Hermione what he thinks it could be. Oh no! Uh, Hermione, I think he's got the herky-jerkies! What? The herky-jerkies! That's not Yeah, I think he's got the herky-jerkies! Hermione notices that Snape is staring at Harry and muttering uh. to himself, trying <laughs> to decipher it. Wait a moment. He's days. using his lips and moving this them around. What's going on? I have to go investigate. Existence is Hermione rushes over to Snape, sneaks behind him, and sets his robe on fire. Swish and flames. Oh, 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 thank God. Suddenly, the spell on Harry's broom is broken, and Harry is once again in control. Again, he explains everything. Wow! I thought it was good before, but now I really have total control. Harry starts speeding towards the ground and lands, catching the snitch in a marvelous fashion. <laughs> cheer, please, cheer. Game over. Thank you. It's in his mouth. It's in his mouth. That night, Hagrid takes Harry back to his hut with Hermione and Ron. You guys want some more tea? Uh, uh, it's a little late. Late for oh, that. Yeah. For Decaffeinated, maybe. But we could do decaf. Is there okay. a reason, Hagrid, why you're bringing us back? Or just, just, just the tea thing would be fine, too, if that's... Well, it was a little bit lonely. Oh, but Harry, what, uh, what was all the herky-jerky about? Uh, I don't know. Hermione tells Harry all about the spell on his broomstick. Harry, Snape was muttering to himself. I think he was doing the witches on you. Doing he the witches? As soon as I attacked him, it stopped. Okay, seems pretty hey. cut and dry. Then it was definitely Snape. Wait, you attacked him? I think Snape you a wants something to do with your thighs that and... He's trying to bewitch you. You're right. No, he was herky-jerking, so my robe would fly up and down as I would I drop. I think he's trying rise. to get an eye on your thighs. Hagrid explains why Snape wouldn't try to kill Harry. 
Oh, he would never do that. He's, you know, a little odd, a little pale, has really long, luscious hair, but I don't think he'd ever try and hurt a kid. No, we know that. He was trying to get a look at my thighs. What are you talking about? Eh, but there's, you know, he wasn't trying to hurt you. Just take a peeksie. She's like, you're kind of justifying what was happening more than, more okay, than anything so else. You're just saying Hagrid, it was Pixie. He was bewitching Harry. Harry informs Hagrid all about the dog on the third floor corridor. All right, Hagrid. Yeah, there's something else. Oh, oh Harry, careful. Just... What? Okay. Harry, careful. What? No, just tell him. Just, just tell, tell him. him. Just tell him. Hagrid. Okay. <laughs> not, Hagrid, please. Oh, yes. If we're going to be friends, you must <laughs> let us be. <laughs> okay. I just I support you, whatever you are. If you're no. That's fine. I'm just straight not... or gay or one of those other things. You know. There's okay. a whole lot of other things. I'm still learning. <laughs> Hagrid, I'm going to accept your tea invitations less and less if you're, like, just trying to get me here late at night. I'm glad like, you uh, support me with whatever I am. I mean, that, thank you. Yeah, but you're no, also no, no, way like, older than I am. You're probably, like, 900 years older than I am. Well, I don't know. You know, my, my mother was... A d- my mother was a drifter as well. She just sort of plopped me out. <laughs> okay, so you don't you have know, any sort road. of birth certificate. <laughs> nope. Nope. Uh, you know, like a baby giraffe, like it just it plopped right out and just started going. Hagrid accidentally <laughs> reveals that the three-headed dog Fluffy is his, and that what the dog is guarding is a secret known only to Albus Dumbledore and a man named Nicholas Flamel. Okay, that was a lot. Uh, <laughs> I, I could sense that you really want to talk about the three-headed dog. Whoa. Oh, so uh, Cerberus. The is Cerberus. that what you wanted to talk about? Uh, there, it's over something that you guys aren't supposed to be, you know, given a pixie to. So don't be, you know, given a pixie. Hagrid, please. Just say the thing. Just say what it would say stop guarding. It it's a, a, there's a, a room. Yeah. And there's something inside that room. And then yes, and it. So what's inside the room? <laughs> Chapter 12. Christmas is approaching. Malfoy teases Harry about his parents and the holidays. Oh, My parents got me the most fabulous gifts this year. What about you? What did your mother and father get you, Potter? Anything personal? Heartfelt? (laughs) What? They didn't get you anything? Don't they love you? (laughs) Don't they love you so dearly? Yes, they, um... They... I know your parents are dead, Potter. I'm making fun of you. (laughs) Yes, I I can tell. Thank you, Draco. Um, Just so... No, my parents didn't get me anything except my life. I'm still here because of them, because they sacrificed their lives to save me. So I guess, really, the gift they gave me is everything I'll ever receive for the rest of my life. How about that? Actually, they literally gave me every gift I'll ever get is because of them. Why? What did your parents get you for this holiday season? I didn't realize it was your moon times, okay? I'm just going to back off. All right? Ron is also staying at Hogwarts for the holidays. He decides to join in on pushing back on Draco. 
Hey, it's not nice to bring up his dead mom and dad like that, Draco. Uh, uh, shut up here, shit face. All right. Uh, I do have shit on my face. It's hard to it's hard to push back <laughs> when you have shit on your face. And... I actually knew you were coming by the smell. The day before vacation, Hermione, Ron, and Harry prowl around the restricted books selection. I just well? love to crawl because it makes me feel more feline. <laughs> is, is there a specific book Rawr. that we're looking for? No, no, yes. no. This is prowl anything time. that oh. says anything that has a skull and crossbones on the cover, says right. secret, or says okay. anything about Nicholas Flamel. He's the oldest person in the world. He's that a, what? like a name I'm supposed to remember. He's the oldest. Person in the world? Search for his name. He has the most basic name ever, but he's the most interesting, most found it. person I found in the world. It. We were Ronald, looking in the wrong it place. Here. It's actually Nicholas Flame. You've been saying it super weird. Here's the book. Oh, Nicholas Flame. Oh. If he's Suddenly, the oldest the school person. In no, 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 no. Catch- I have a real question here. <laughs> if he's the oldest person ever in the world, who named him Nicholas Flame? Who named he named himself? Oh, we're going oh. to learn in this book when we read it right now, Harry. All right, continue. Oh. We didn't say Suddenly, he's the first. Wait, hold the on. School... We didn't say he's the first person in the world. They said he's the oldest person in the world. Oldest person in the world. Could yeah, be, I the guess, person alive. who named him could have died. Harry, right. there's well. a reason you play sports. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. the answer to the riddle, I guess. Answered. Suddenly, the school librarian <laughs> catches Harry and Ron and Hermione red-handed. Ah-ha! What are you doing crawling on the ground like cats? What's wrong with you? Um, we, we were role-playing. Yeah, wow. just trying to be the, more feline. For the Hogwarts play. We're doing oh, cats. Oh, who are you? Rum Dum Tucker? Uh, uh, yeah. Mr. Mistopheles? Um, exactly. yeah. Grisabella? Yeah, that's me. That's, that's I'm that Harry. one. Oh, yes, can, yes. I, can, can I hear a little bit of the, the song that Grisabella sings? Yes, it goes. Oh, yes. Mm, <laughs> I am Grisabella and I love my cat feet. I love my paws. Oh. I love my paws. Cat, 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 cat. Oh, Harry, cats, Ron, cats, and Hermione quickly cats, run away as fast cats, as they can. Run! Okay, that got really close. Wow. On Christmas Day, Harry and Ron awaken to presents. Though Harry's are fewer. Oh boy, look at these. I've got presents here. Presents to my left and right and right in front of me. And Harry, what is... You've got a... Oh, nothing's wrong. I'm surprised I got any presents at all. I literally don't know who could have sent this to me. This is a mystery. Before I open this card, it doesn't make any sense who this could be from. What does it say? Let's open it together. Uh, All right. Uh, Let's open it on... Three, and then we'll say the name who it's from. Oh, great. Okay. One, One, two, two, three. three. Mamathon. Mamathon. No, Mamathon. Do you still don't know how to read? I don't know what you read. Harry has received a gift from Ron's mother. <laughs> Ron, I Ron! told you! I was so close! Ron! Ron! I told you! I knew my momathon. I yeah, can't what... believe that I read yeah. it so clearly. I read perfect. it so perfectly. Um, and it says, almost like I can hear her now, it says... Dear Harry. <laughs> Dear Here's my Harry. Gift. This is my gift, oh, Harry. There it is. I've knit you a sweater, darling. 
I'm your mother now, Harry. I love you, Harry. A little bit more than my own sons, even. P.S. I added an extra little pie for you, Harry. Please write back. Mother's kisses. Oh, God. Harry also receives an invisibility cloak. That night, after a satisfying Christmas dinner and after Ron had fallen asleep, Harry tries on the invisibility cloak and plays around with it. All right. Now that no one can see me and tell me whether I'm visible or invisible, let me play around. (laughs) And it's on. I see me, but I'm assuming if anyone was around, they wouldn't. But good thing no one is around to confirm. You know what? Maybe I'll go for a little stroll. Unseen, he is able to go to the library's restricted book section. All right, what was that book that I was looking for? Uh, actually, what was the book? Ah, oh, Nicholas Flame. Flame. Nicholas Flame. Um. Harry has grabbed the book about Nicholas Flame and oh. decides to quickly leave the library. He passes Filch and hides it in an old classroom marked with an inscription that includes the words Irised. Inside stands an old mirror. Harry looks in the mirror and sees and sees many people standing behind him. Do you want me to do anything here? But it's going to he, tell me about my whole life. This is what's written. <laughs> Harry looks in the mirror and sees many people standing behind him, but when he turns around in the room, he sees... Nothing. I see no one. There are two people in the mirror he recognizes. (gasps) That man looks like my face, and that woman has my thighs! He tries to speak to them. Mother! Mother, can you hear me in there? Ma- no, I, I do see you. Hello. Yes. D- p- Papa, do anyone? Anyone? Why do you look at me and torment me so? <laughs> Say something, Mother. Do you need to see my thighs to believe me? I'll strip down to nothing. Do you recognize your bare child? Do you recognize me now, Mom? Look at my scar. I got this when you gave your life for me. Touch the next me. Night. No, don't you shut up, you. I'm having a moment with my parents. Just caress me. The next night, Harry brings Ron with him to the mirror room. Ron does not see Harry's parents in the mirror, but instead he sees himself holding... To... Long, hard, wooden brooms. Ron also sees himself holding a Quidditch cup. <laughs> right. Yeah, you That's told me what that, it buddy. is. What yeah. is this? <laughs> wow. On the third night, Ron does not want to go back, so Harry returns to the mirror alone. Wait, then... Ron, why don't you want to go back? No, no, I'm over it. <laughs> what do you mean? It showed you you with the Quidditch and the brooms. Why are yeah, you? Not yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it. I don't. Why do you keep going back to a mirror? I've, oh, I've seen. It's fine. I don't know. What? No reason. Yeah, I, I just guess. don't want to go again. Is it okay? You're gonna. You have like abandonment issues now. 
I'm sorry. Excuse too, me. Yeah, I shouldn't no, say. No, it's I know. not raw you're... at all. I don't have abandonment. I literally no, don't no, know no, no, what I'm you sorry. could pause. Harry, no, Ron. Harry, Ron. I was out of yeah, line. I... I'm tired. No, I'm tired Ron, and I'm out of I... line. I won't mention <laughs> abandonment issues again. I have no idea what you'd even be talking about. Why would I? No, no, no. I'm. I'm so sorry. I have you and I have Hermione, and for ten years I had nothing. So now I have two friends. So Harry, wait, wait. Is there something going on? No, I just don't want to go with you to see another mirror, okay? <laughs> Harry, I need a break. It is non-stop with you. You don't know anything about the world. It's constantly invites to another man's house. You're constantly getting me in trouble. I just... I need a break, Harry. I need a night oh, away from you. This is my night. Go look at your mirror. Okay, please. All right, all right. Harry please. puts on the invisibility cloak and backs out of the room. As he enters the mirror. You know what? Mirror, You're Harry? not even going to see me go. Harry? <laughs> As Harry enters the room with the mirror, he finds Albus Dumbledore. Oh, shh. Hi. Hello. Hello, my boy. Harry. Uh, hi. Come forward. Could you see me with this cloak on? I didn't need to. You screamed very loudly when you saw me. <laughs> You're right. That's what it was. Let me take this thing off. Ah. Look into the mirror, my boy. May I call you my boy? Okay. You can call me Grandpapa or... That's okay. Dumb father. Dumbledore. Yeah, Dumbledore. That's fine. We, we'll work up to it. Dumbledore explains to Harry that the mirror displays the deepest desire of whoever looks into it. This mirror reflects not what you expect, but what you desire. For me, when what? I look into it, I see a young, handsome man giving me the best rim job of my life. <clears throat> Unimportant. This mirror shows you your desires, and I'm sure that in this mirror you see yourself very rich and popular with lots of cars and fancy women and jewels. Yes. But, but there's something more important than that. No, Family. That's... I hope one day when you look in this mirror, you don't see all that glitz and glam of life, but you see yourself surrounded by those you love. Yeah, I do already. Like me, yes. No, I see, no, yes, I see us in the mirror as well. <laughs> no, I I'm looking in the mirror and you've actually disappeared. Oh. Uh, you're not in the reflection at all. That's all Which right. in fact means that one of my greatest desires is for you to leave. That's okay. Uh, well, but I see other people in there. My parents. Do you? Oh. Dumbledore decides to leave Harry alone with his thoughts. Well, I'm just going to give you what you wanted to see in the mirror, and uh, no, 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 wait, 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 no, don't I get it. No, no actually, cool. it would Bye. be nice you if know. you could kind of hang out no. a little bit. Yeah. I'm feeling a little tender. You I have to tell I'm you, feeling a little, my offense. my feelings are a little hurt, Harry. I'm not going to lie. No, um, no, 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 no. You told me that the mirror, which shows your innermost desires, doesn't have me in it. So I will um uh, fulfill that wish. Oh, goodbye, apparition. Harry, now alone, <laughs> looks directly into the mirror. He sees his parents, and he decides to lament about them. Mom, um, in the what would have been the third grade once, but of course I didn't go to school because you died and I was with your evil sister. Straight up evil, like just the worst and her husband worser still and their son really pervy. The whole family quite pervy. Anyway, what would have been third grade, I, 
I sat in my cardboard box at the time and I, I thought what it would be like if, if you were around and what words of encouragement you would say to me. And I, I, I could almost hear what I, I think would have been your voice. And, Harry's and said, parents in the reflection walk away. You said, <laughs> can I not finish the story? <laughs> Mom, I can't have to leave get to the <laughs> The story. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Improv on Tape. Please like, share, and review on iTunes or your favorite podcast provider. The show is co-created by Christopher Ninez, Eric Kimbleton, and myself, Mason Trueblood. Rounded out by a talented cast of actors, Sean Condy, Noah James, Eric Kimbleton, Christopher Ninez, Janet Parizo, Mason Trueblood, and Owen Virgin. Music done by the fabulous Cameron Chambers and the Cameron Chambers Philharmonic. If you liked us, you can find us on social media. We've got Twitter, it's at Improv on Tape. And we've got Instagram, it's at Improv on Tape show give us a follow there leave us a nice comment if you didn't like us we don't have social media we don't have twitter we've never heard of instagram please ignore us thanks for tuning in we love you guys see you next time